Welcome to the Nasrud Podcast, or Nasrud Talks About Movies, a place where movies are discussed. Friends, it is a delightful summer day. It's Friday. It's July 21st. I just crushed a, a, a whole can of Rockstar. I feel good. I went to the movies last night. I feel great. Uh, today, we are going to. I'm going to talk a little bit about Valerian. I'm going to give it a little review, and I'm also going to try to turn you on a little bit to a film that's very, very, very obscure outside of Iran. And it's called Ghesar. I, I have such trouble uh, pronouncing it because it's spelled with a G-H-E-I-S-A-R. I'm going to talk a little bit about that film and we're going to talk about Valerian. And I guess I'll just jump right into it. In regards to Valerian, I feel like I have to defend it. I feel like this is a case of a movie getting beaten up and it's completely unfair. I feel like uh, it, it, maybe this analogy will make sense. I'm in high school and I'm like a jock, right? I'm even though I'm not like a jock and I'm not like, you know, in the Hollywood high school. I'm just Nas Red. I'm just a I'm just a humble Taylor's son. Uh, and I'm, I'm like this jock and there's this new kid named Valerian and everybody is throwing food at Valerian because Valerian's clothes are very fancy and 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 garish and people are throwing food at him and then I'm I'm here to say I'm here to step in a little bit I I feel like I have to as a as a decent human being I got to step in because I'm going to read a quote from a review I believe it's from it's from the Hollywood Reporter Okay, and this is going to kick off our little uh, Valerian review. I'm going to give it an ice cream cone rating, as always. And we're going to talk a little bit about it. But, uh, you know, I saw it last night in 3D. It was awesome. Uh, but I'm, I, let me read this quote. And we're going we're gonna to dissect this quote. And we're going we're gonna to see if, uh, you know, wh- I'm, we're going to, I guess, ask ourselves, why can't the, the critical community uh, have fun with this one uh, the way I did? But, okay, so here's the quote. To say that Valerian is a science fiction epic doesn't quite do it justice. Imagine crushing a DVD of The Phantom Menace into a fine powder, tossing in some Adderall and ecstasy and a pinch of cayenne pepper, and snorting the resulting mixture while wearing a virtual reality helmet in a Las Vegas karaoke bar. Actually, that sounds like too much fun, but you get the idea. Okay, that's the quote. To which I say, what in the fuck is wrong with that? What is wrong with grinding a a DVD of The Phantom Menace into a fine powder and mixing it with Adderall and ecstasy and snorting it? That sounds like an amazing time, and it's in a Las Vegas karaoke bar. Hey, man, it's fun. If you don't know how to have fun, then don't go to the cinema. Sit at home and watch a, a, a documentary or something. Valerian was fucking awesome it was cool it was fun it was everything that i want sci- certain types of sci-fi to be it was it was a feast for the eyes before i went to the theater you know yesterday i went to work and then on my way back from you know i went to work and then i went to the gym and then uh i was like okay i want to get these new uh j- joints uh, I went to this new... Okay, so uh, I'll get to Valerian and what I thought of it and everything, but I got to spin a little narrative around this. But, like, I went to this new dispensary called Grace, and I only went because usually when you go to, like, a new dispensary and you're, like, a first time at that particular dispensary, they give you, like, a free joint and they give you, like, maybe, like, a free, like, thin pipe or something. Like, they give you lots of free goodies and stuff. And I just went there to get a free joint. So I was like, okay, I'll get something cheap. I'm not going to 
going to get like a whole eighth of weed or something. So I got a uh, like this 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 new I I believe it's new this new type of joint called Illuminatus. And this joint is one of the most amazing joints I've ever seen because it looks and sh- and is shaped exactly like a fig- cigarette right down to the filter. And, you know, I quit cigarettes maybe four years ago, three years ago. And so I haven't had a cigarette since then. And so, you know, uh, when I tried this joint for the first time, it was amazing because it was like smoking a cigarette that happens to get you high. And I loved it. And it was the greatest thing. So I was like, okay, when I go see Valerian, I am getting a, a, a indica of that joint and I'm going to smoke it before I, I go into the theater. And it's going to be in 3D. And it will be so intense. I may even just go into the movie in myself because it's so intense. So I bought this J. I go to the chill theater, which, you know, if you've been following the podcast, it's my favorite theater. It, the parking is easy. It's in Marina Del Rey. You just go park, walk to the theater, and that's it. You don't have to go to no big effing structure or anything like that. So I take my little joint, my Indica joint, and uh, I I was about to smoke in the car, but then I thought, oh, if a cop comes or something, I don't want to get a DUI. So I just, you know, walked around the parking lot and just smoked this J, and nobody looked at me weird because it looked like I was just smoking a cigarette which is so ironic because cigarettes excuse me i just belched shame on me shame on me but uh, cigarettes are so much more harmful for you and for secondhand people around you uh uh than weed but it's weird because like you know like when you smoke a j you feel like in public you feel like uh oh i i don't want people to call the cops on me and i don't want to look like a lowly uh, crackhead person uh and so i smoked my j and usually i don't go to see these three i don't go see movies that are available in 3d i usually just see them in 2d because 3d kind of irritates me i decided you know what because my brother suggested this he said this really looks like a, a a movie that should be seen in 3d and i was like you know what i agree so i you know i got my 3d glasses i got to my seat e11 which uh, is you know it's it's nice in the center of the cinema and i watched this film and it's just so fucking eye-popping and i mean that's such a cliche to say about something like this but there is just so much shit going on in on the screen and it's like isn't that kind of what we go to the cinema for to to see stories of 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 different worlds i mean that's one of the reasons and you know like there's this idea of pure cinema and I've heard it, and when I hear certain people say pure cinema, it sounds incredibly douchey, but there is this idea of pure cinema, and I think maybe it is a French thing. Hold on, let me look up the Wikipedia. Okay, here's the Wikipedia. Cinema pur, French for pure cinema, was an avant-garde film movement begun by filmmakers like René Clair, who wanted to return to the medium to its, return the medium to its elemental origins of vision and movement. The opening of Valerian it's completely uh, wordless. It's all the, the the soundtrack plays that David Bowie song, uh, "Ground Control to Major Tom," or one one of his songs, one of his space songs, and uh, uh, it's just playing this song, and we see the 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 future unfold. One of the things that you know when I see sci-fi. Me as a as as some as a sci-fi fan in terms of sci-fi cinema, 
Again, I want to get lost in a world. I want to go to a world that is completely made up. I want to go to a world that is completely just new to me. It's 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 not my world. It's a new world. And this was that and it's like the 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 opening sort of unfolds and it shows how the space station evolved into this city of a thousand planets where people where different aliens go and it's sort of like a a a uh, like a united nations kind of of different planets and stuff like that and so the thing that you should know about valerian and this is somebody a friend of mine told me that Valerian is actually a very, very famous comic book in France. It was started in 1968, and it just recently ended, I mean, relatively recently, in 2010. I looked at certain, and I believe the the actual uh, name of the comic is Valerian and Lorelai, because the girl, uh, Valerian's partner, is named Lorelai. And it's so simple that it's like when you think of critics not getting it it's like well what the fuck did you not get did you get scared of the visuals or something valerian and lorelei they're these two cops they're these intergalactic cops and i guess in the comics they uh they they're even able to like travel time and stuff like that and that's it and i i, I do have to admit there were whole stretches of things going on where i had no idea what the fuck was going on but i just still liked it because i was in this different world i'm telling you like a lot of people i'm not alone on this when they go see a movie they want to go to a different world they they want to get out of the the earth they want to get out of where they are and you know one thing i will say when it shows at the beginning and it starts playing that david bowie song and we see uh uh, you know, uh, the uh, space station in 1975, I was like, oh, fuck, get out of here. Get out of the modern times because I don't like this. Like, for instance, when I watch a Star Trek episode and it's one of those episodes where they go back in time and you can tell they're using, like, for instance, I don't know, like, there's a Star Trek in the original series. There's an episode where Kirk and Spock and them, they go to this planet that is modeled after 1920s gangster Chicago because uh, whoever created the planet, he read this book about Al Capone. And so everybody carries guns. But what I'm saying is, I don't like those episodes too much because they feel like a ripoff to me. Because it's like when I watch Star Trek, I, I want to be in space. I want to go to other planets. I don't want to go to 1920s New York or, or World War II or some shit. I feel ripped off when I see that. So the first two seconds when it's showing like the space station in 1975 or whenever, I'm like, no, 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 get out of this, get out of this. And they do get out of it. It takes a second and we just see this unfolding of handshaking between different species and we see this this city of a thousand planets sort of be built and it's all wordless. And I don't know if that's pure cinema because I guess the pure cinema movement started in like 1912 or whatever, but it feels like it it feels visual and it feels like we don't need a lot of talking to about it and stuff it feels fun valerian was so fun but then here's the thing you know these critics they're really uh you know knocking it and stuff and i loved it but then i realized wait i did smoke an entire joint before i saw it so maybe that has something to do with it but who fucking cares i think all of these critics should smoke joints before they see a movie they might enjoy them you know more 
Um, let me read you a, a few of these other because here's the thing. Like, I don't. I I would feel really sad for the state of cinema if this went down in history as like a colossal bomb and a critical failure and just as a failure um i think you could make that argument with something like jupiter ascending although as time goes on i love jupiter ascending more and more this would make an awesome double feature with this and Jupiter Ascending. But I don't think this is a Jupiter Ascending. I think this is a... And it's still, I like Jupiter Ascending. But this is a case of a visionary sci-fi film. And I don't know. Most critics, I don't think, uh, like that. Let me read you a couple of other of these like critical blurbs. And I will, I will uh, answer to them. These jerk critics that, that, that really need to learn how to have fun. Okay. The Razzies don't need to wait until the end of the year to anoint a winner for 2017. The Golden Turkey Awards should be, re should be republished with a new cover. Euro Trash is back, while Sci-Fi will need to lick its wounds for a while. To that I say, Euro Trash is awesome, and Sci-Fi is fine. It was Dude, is everybody forgetting who directed this? Luc Besson? Besson? A visionary man? He made that... Uh, uh, fifth element movie he made leon the professional this guy knows what he's doing i mean uh, i really feel like maybe it's a bit of schadenfreude or, or whatever you call it of like every time you see one of these budgets balloon past a hundred million dollars you can feel you can hear the wolves salivating outside waiting to rip it apart because i mean who, it's fun ripping things apart boy do i know it but i mean i don't know like it's like dude you're film critics and and you're you're if you're a film critic you are tasked to keep film culture alive in your own little way i think being a film critic is a very noble thing i'm not knocking film critics i love film critics i love film criticism oh my god something oh something just fell sorry but i love film criticism i i i it, but i don't like lazy film criticism and like when somebody is looking at a, a a work of art like valerian and coming up with these clever little shut up sasha hold on for one second my fucking dog I apologize, folks. My dog ruins every podcast. But what I'm saying is, it's like, uh, I mean, really, is it that bad? It's not that bad. It's it, it's not that, it's not bad. It's good. It's great. It's one of the most visually impressive films I've seen in a long time. Um, you know, I was going to uh, talk about this, and I was going to talk about... Uh, uh, Dunkirk, uh, but then I'm like, oh, I just want to go see Dunkirk. I don't even want to talk about it. I just want to see a good movie and not talk about it. But like with Valerian, it's like, people, come on. Like, what do you want? What the fuck? What do you want out of this cinema? Really ask yourself that. Like, me, I think good cinema, whether it be a documentary or an action movie or a sci-fi or whatever, it's it reduces you to the to to a child 
to, to, to the eyes of a child. Because even, let's say, it's a documentary about math or something. Whoever is watching that documentary has some childlike curiosity about math. So that documentary is going to r reduce you to the level of a child. And I think that's what good, to me, that's what good cinema does. And I think Valerian really did do that. And again, it could be because of the fact that I smoked an entire joint that was 0.7 grams of marijuana. But dude, I loved it. And again, I think all critics should, should smoke weed now how many how many ice cream cones am i going to give valerian uh i'm going to give it nine i give it nine ice cream cones out of uh 10 uh it's not quite a ice cream sundae but i give it nine ice cream cones it was fun it was long it was big it was great it was epic it was cool one of the things that i do like is the you know the main guy and the girl especially was really cool and a good character and stuff and dude it's like okay like for instance i'll i can i can think of it critically and point to a few things that i think maybe critics were maybe I don't know. They they just this is one of the reasons why they didn't respond to it or something. Like for instance, when we first meet Valerian and Lorelai, they're on this beach, and it turns out the beach is a is a is a simulation. And Valerian sort of here's the thing. American audiences, myself included, we don't have too much of a context for this intellectual property. We don't know Valerian. I didn't know Valerian prior to seeing this. I just, you know, a friend of mine told me it was a famous comic, and then I looked up the Wikipedia. I even listened to, like, a, a comic book podcast about it just so I had some, you know, some some basis uh, for, for my podcast. And, uh... You know, we, we don't have that context. I guess Valerian and this girl Lorelai, they're, they're intergalactical uh, uh, police partners or whatever. And the first scene that we see them, Valerian says to Lorelai, Hey, Lorelai, I love you. And then she says, No, you, you have commitment issues. And it's one of those things where she kind of just says what the character's problem is like it, it's 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 one of those things of like i don't know like 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 you have a character that's say an alcoholic and you just have a character say hey you're you're a severe alcoholic and maybe to some people that's not the most sophisticated storytelling or whatever but fuck it shut up sasha shut the fuck up i apologize i i i feel like a monster having yelled at my dog like that um i well there she goes barking again hold on one second one second sasha shut up shut up okay i'm back i'm sorry speaking of marijuana maybe i should take a big fat hit uh because uh I sort of lost my cool on my on my darling dog Sasha. I yelled at her. I slammed the door on her, but she'll be okay. Me and Sasha have a very special uh, master dog uh, relationship. She's a great dog. She's a good person, and uh, she doesn't know how to behave when a podcast is going on. She barks and she screams and she does all of that stuff, and she ruins the podcast. But you know what? That's okay. It's just a podcast. It's just you know me talking into a microphone, talking about my thoughts on Valerian. I gave it nine ice cream cones, and uh, I was talking about it. I completely lost my fucking train of thought because of that dog. 
But I love that dog. And when you love something, you accept, you take the good with the bad. And uh, I'm sorry, Shasha, that I that I yelled at you. I I really apologize. I think this is a a good time to segue into uh, a little something I want to talk about. So that's Valerian. I really don't think it's as bad as people say. If you saw it this weekend and you're listening to this now, do you agree with me? I mean, write me, hit me up, tell me, you know, like, tell me your thoughts. I'm I'm dying to know what other people think about it. I I saw it alone and I, I really enjoyed it. It was really great. I just don't get, it's like, dude, Again, your you, film criticism is a very, very, very important thing. It is to me and to a lot of people. It, I, I really do think it's important. But there is very little excuse for lazy film criticism. If you are tasked with that job, like a, a employer, a publisher, a website, whatever is 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 paying you money to criticize films. You have a responsibility. You, you you cannot just be lazy and any fucking bandwagon comes through, you, you jump on it. And I really feel like that's what people are doing. It's like, dude, if you didn't like it, that's that's one thing. But you you can't be a little impressed with the with the visuals and with Luke Basson's vision and you know, like it's 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 just crazy. It's just fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Valerian. It was a cool movie. In fact, I really, I'm enjoying this summer. Uh, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming was fucking great. Uh, uh, I, 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 last week I saw uh, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. That was pretty, uh, that was really awesome. It's been a great summer and coming up, Dunkirk is coming out and, and uh, Atomic Blonde. It's a great summer and I'm looking, really looking forward to the, you know, award season Oscar bait movies because th- those movies are probably going to be great too cinema man keep it alive love it man when you go to the cinema don't go there with hatred in your heart go there with love smoke a big fat j in the parking lot and just go there and be like hey mr basson take me away take me to another place luke i love you okay so that was valerian could I say Valerian is pure cinema? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know exactly what the 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 hardcore definition of, of pure cinema is. I just like saying it because when I say it, I don't sound totally douchey like most people. But uh, there's a film that I want to talk about. Hold on. Let me sip some coffee because uh, this is the halfway point uh, break. Let me sip some coffee. How are, you, how are you doing? You're good? How's the family? Good? Awesome. Really? She's pregnant? Again? Who's the father? Oh, dear. That sucks. Hold on. Mm. Okay. When I was uh, a younger man and I was uh, drinking in cinema and I was watching a lot of genre films, watching a lot of like westerns, horror films, gangster movies, uh, I heard of a actor named Behruz Vusuri. And Behruz Vusuri, hold on, let me, oh, here's my phone. Behruz Vusuri was this actor, and he was in a film, and I believe this film made him famous, but he was in this film called Qesar, which is spelled G-H-E-I-S-A-R. And Qesar was made in 19, I believe, 1969. And uh, it it's very much 
our Western. I'm an Iranian-American guy. I was born in Portland, Oregon, but my blood is from Iran. And in fact, if you look at me, you wouldn't think, oh, there's a white guy. You would think, oh, there's some Middle Eastern guy or whatever, which whatever. I'm not bitter about anything. I, 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 I value where I'm from and stuff like that. But the thing is, in regards to Iranian cinema... Uh, in the 90s, there was a there was a wave of of you know films like The White Balloon, Children of Paradise, uh, A Time for Drunken Horses, which I haven't seen actually. Uh, but there were a lot of films coming out that were approved by the government, and they were about children. They were usually about underprivileged children, and it was you know like for instance, The White Balloon was about this girl that she just wants to buy this white balloon. I think I, I haven't seen it in a million years. Or uh, no, no, she wants to buy fish or something. Something. And she loses her money, and it's kind of her, a day, that day, that she, you know, and the little misadventures that she gets into. And uh, Children of Heaven is about this kid uh, that uh, loses his shoes. Uh, and or his sister loses his shoes and uh, so they have to trade off shoes and then there's this big race that he runs to win a pair of shoes very very simple stories very moving i mean a lot like i don't know uh if if you're not too into per if you your knowledge of persian cinema isn't that great but you you have a working knowledge of other world cinema think like the apu trilogy by uh satyajit whatever his name is satyajit ray i think but like you know very simple stories of children and now you know persian cinema right now you know the big guys as farhadi with a, a separation and uh, the salesman and stuff and you know that's where persian cinema is at you know any movie that that sort of makes it to american theaters to you know i don't know like say amazon prime buys it up and and gets the streaming rights these movies are all approved by the government now, the thing is, I'm not, I, I'm, I'm so against censorship. I absolutely am against censorship. I think it's it's stupid, and I think people should be able to create what they want as long as it's not like, I don't know, child porn or, or other than that. I think you should be able to create what you want, you know, unless somebody is actually getting hurt or or uh, humiliated or something. I don't think that's cool. But you should be able to, as artists, we should be able to say what we want. We should be able to do what we want and stuff like that. Now, that being said, the films such as The White Balloon and Children of Heaven, and there's another one called The Color of Paradise about this little blind boy. Um, because of the fact that the filmmakers are working within the constraints of the government, they have to be a little more creative. You know what I mean? It's like, for instance, you look at uh, uh, films from way back in the day during the Hayes Code, and there's there's a little, you, you'll notice, like, little sexual innuendo, but it's innuendo, and you, you get the sense that, you know, they couldn't just say... Uh, whatever, Clark Gable, Clark Gable couldn't just say, hey, I want to bone you, baby. He had to say something like, you know, let's let the the blanket fall or something. I'm thinking of a, it happened one night or, or uh, it was like the first like romantic comedy or something. They, they had this blanket between them, uh, Clark Gable and uh, Claudette something. And like there's like a blanket between them because they're he's like a reporter and she's this rich girl. And then like they have this thing, oh, let the walls of Jericho drop. And that sort of implies that they fuck. 
You know what I mean? But basically what I'm saying is because there's all this like, uh, you know, uh, government restriction in, in Persian cinema, you know, you, you can't go nuts you can't like you know be totally violent or totally sexual you can't even show chicks with their uh, hair you know what i mean they always have to be covered even when they're inside the 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 house in, in a scene you know what i mean but for the longest time i had heard and then i finally saw as a young man Resar, and it is so not that it's a pre-revolution film and it really is our Western, our revenge drama. And it was so exciting for me to see. I've seen it a bunch of times in my life. And the the thing that... And it's very, very simple. Resad is about... There's a whole subsection of Iran where, I don't know, like you, you look at any society, there's the little gang uh, gang culture. You know what I mean? Here we have cholos and the bloods and crips and stuff. And in Iran, we had guys that wore like button-up shirts and, and suits and, and they had hats and they always carried knives. And there was this, they would call them lot. Like they, they were like, you know, thugs, basically. And Behruz Vusuri plays this guy named Resar. And the, the setup is so simple. In fact, you know, I apologize if you're not Persian or something, or if you have a Persian friend, take advantage of him. It's probably on YouTube. Uh, you could watch it. And the, 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 the basic scenario is so simple. I don't think you even know, need to know Farsi. You could just watch it. It's, but basically, these dudes rape Resar's sister. His brother goes to avenge the rape, and they kill the brother. And then the brother's last words, he's like, Resar, like, which means like, Resar, where are you? That When they killed your brother, and he dies. And the whole the movie is Resar's revenge, which is so fucking cool. And, you know, like, Resar does this thing. Uh, the lots, you know, like the, the thugs in Iran, they had this thing, I don't know if they still do it, where they would sort of wear their shoes halfway. Right. And then before Resad would go and like perform his revenge and get his revenge on whoever, because they're a bunch of brothers, these guys, these scumbags, uh, he, he pulls his shoe, his foot into his shoe. And then he goes and like takes his revenge and stuff like that. One of the things that um, is really a, a real shame like a real goddamn shame, and I call on any Iranian countryman or whatever, you know, to really correct this problem, is the fact that, like, let's say a film was made by Warner Brothers in 1919 or something, uh, any movie, uh, I shouldn't say any movie, but let's say a movie was made and it has kind of a following, people know about it, and it was made in 1919, they will take the negative, they will clean it up, they will restore it, they will make a 4K Blu-ray, Criterion will put it out and stuff, and that's beautiful, that's wonderful. That's how uh, film preservation should be done. The problem with old Iranian films is that I don't think the government necessarily gives a fuck about if they're restored or not. Resad is, uh, I believe it's a banned film. It's not a film that you could just show because it's pre-revolution. And, uh, you know, there's a lot, like, for instance, there was a really great documentary called, I forgot what it was called. I think it was called Iran, a cinematographic uh, journey or something like that. And it was just about Persian cinema. And uh, 
like there was a movie and this is a pre-revolution movie but there was a movie where a guy meets this american girl and in iran and they're just sort of talking and it's kind of like before sunrise or something and in the movie the guy gets arrested and the girl goes back on a plane to america right and this is an this is a real sequence in a persian film pre-revolution which shows you how fucking awesome we are and this is like 1960 something or 70 something it's not like you know it's it's not too recent uh so the 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 persian guy is in jail and the iranian and the american girl is on a plane and the plane is going up and as the plane is going up the guy jerks off and he starts jerking off and it the 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 and forgive me if this is vulgar but like i mean this is what happens in the movie while he's jerking off when he comes uh oh god mom dad i'm sorry don't listen to this one but when he when he uh, erupts it show it intercuts that with the with the plane going up and like this is a persian film this is coming from the same country where in the 90s it seemed like all we did was movies about babies and children and stuff and poor kids which that's fine but i mean as a young man it was so cool to watch a movie from the country that everybody tells me i'm from uh and it's this cool genre film it's like so awesome and i if, whoever's listening to this if you're an iranian person and you're up there in the community I call on you to find the negative in Iran. Find the negative. Smuggle it out of there. We'll clean it up. We'll make an amazing Blu-ray. We'll make a million dollars. I don't think we're going to make a million dollars because there's not that big of an awareness of this film. But it is our Western. It is our revenge drama. And those type of movies are fucking cool. And that's Gesar. And I highly recommend seeing it. And, and dude, it, it drives me bonkers because of the fact that, like, I've bought this DVD of Resad many times. And the company that puts it out, they, they like, they, one thing, the transfer is so fucking shitty. It's like from a VHS, basically. It's, you, you know it's not from the negative. And then on top of that, the company that puts it out is so damn low class about shit that they have to burn their contact information into the image so while you're watching this film which is a work of art you see you know the phone number of the video company and that's so dumb like that's so irritating to me and i'm sure to a lot of people and it's like you know when a film like the good the bad and the ugly or or, or you know any of the leone films like once upon a time in the west you watch those films on such a such clean quality prints on these new blu-rays and stuff like that it's beautiful and it does break my heart that a film that I feel is just as good as those films is not getting that same treatment. And we should, because, I mean, really, whether you're a, a, a mullah in Iran or you're some douchebag kid or whatever you are, it's a part of our history. And I don't think any religious mumbo-jumbo should, should uh, detract from the fact that we should uh, cherish our history, our film history. It's, you know, we've only been at this art of film for a hundred something years, almost. And uh, we should cherish it. Like, we really should. We, we, we shouldn't 
treat our our arts as as like that and i'm talking to persian people it's like you know like it it really is one of those great great films and it breaks my heart it really does break my heart that the transfer is so shitty and it's so bad sound quality and this and that and it kills me that somewhere possibly somewhere in iran in some vault or something there is a negative just waiting to be cleaned up and polished and beautified for future generations it's a movie that i would love to show to to like young persian kids growing up here to see hey this is this is what we're about i mean this is part of what we're about it's not just girls and hijabs and stuff like that this is a part of our this is one of the stories that we told and you know outside of iran it's not well known inside of iran everybody kind of knows it you know it's one of those big things and stuff so it's like if everybody knows it already what's the problem government of of allowing this to be released it's a part of the history and that's that's all i have to say about it uh, i'm not giving it a rating because this is just a recommendation but Besad is really one of those amazing films now listen on july 30th this isn't a radio show this is a podcast so these little episodes are time capsules so i don't know if you're gonna keep up with this but on july 30th it is the one year anniversary of the podcast and I thought about what I wanted to do for the one-year anniversary, and I realized I'm just going to go for it. I wrote a play that will cause world peace. Like, it's a pod play. It will be performed. It already has been performed and recorded. It was uh, performed by Ale Interdimensional Alex Rogers, who did all of the male voices, and God, that guy is so talented. And Shannon Klein, formerly known as Shannon Williams, came to do the voice of the female main character it's going up at 12 a.m on july 30th it is the first ever mr red theater that is what we are doing to celebrate the one year anniversary of the podcast give me a hug come here give me a hug give me i love you i love you what is that what is that what's that smell but anyway what i wanted to say was thank you for listening uh thank you if you've listened to a bunch of them or you're, this is your first one listening to it i thank you it's so fun doing this it's fun knowing that there's like a you know a community of people that are into films just as much as i am and it, it's it's really great doing it so stay tuned for mr red theater i'm not giving the name of the pod play it's all going to be a surprise and it's going to be super super fun valerian nine ice cream cones critics get your heads out of your urethras Resat, amazing film me i'm nas red wild seven represent and that's the show so you can follow me on twitter at mr nas red follow me on instagram at mr nas red email me at nas at gmail.com and visit me at nas for all of your nas red needs and please do like share and subscribe on itunes and leave me a beautiful review and buy a wild seven productions t-shirt 10 percent of the proceeds go to children incorporated goodbye you sci-fi visionary friends